Welcome, Shamil Devji, to the uh, Muslim Care Center podcast. And you're in an area of expertise, which, uh, again, is the underpinning of our economy and investing, and, uh, and specifically Sharia-compliant investing uh, in terms of halal requirements for the Muslim community. So before we get into that, uh, please introduce yourself, Shamil, um, just yourself, your role, and uh, your organization. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for having me. This is it's a real pleasure to meet you guys as well. And yeah, hopefully we can provide some value for the audience. So a little about my background. My name is uh, my name is Shamil. I am the financial advisor at Sharia Portfolio Canada. And a little about where I kind of came from. I was actually born in India. And shortly after I was born, my family and I, you know, we, we moved over to Dubai for about six years. And, you know, I, I'm sure some of you guys have heard about Dubai. It's super hot there. So <laughs> it was it was a real pleasure, I'm sure, living there for five, six years. But then after that, you know, my family wanted to move to Canada and Vancouver specifically, mainly for my education. So we moved here, I think I was about six or seven. And yeah, you know, I've grown up here fully, elementary school, high school, and I recently just graduated from uh, Simon Furs University, where I majored in business and concentrated in finance. And shortly after that, you know, I, I met with some people at Sharia Portfolio and I really loved what they were doing. And they were just a perfect role kind of fit in for me. And here we are. And I'm currently also working on my CFA designation. So that's kind of a little about myself and, uh, and about the firm. So the firm I work for, I think I mentioned it earlier, but it is Sharia Portfolio Canada. So one of the main questions we kind of get is, you know, what do we do? And the exact definition would be, we provide professionally managed investment solutions that help Muslims achieve their financial goals while honoring their personal values. So we are a licensed portfolio manager dedicated to you know, halal investments, and we are partnered with Fidelity Investments. So that's kind of a rundown of kind of what we're doing. So, yeah. Explain, obviously, Sharia-compliant investments. There, there are uh, sectors that the Sharia portfolio does not invest in. Maybe just explain the do's and don'ts and the criteria to be uh, an, an, an investment uh, from Sharia portfolio. Yeah, so what halal investing is, or Sharia-compliant investing, is we're investing in companies that fall in line with Islamic principles. So the way we do this is we follow a, a, a scholarly group called IOFI. So we follow, they, they're kind of the, the gold standard in terms of you know, Islamic finance and what is considered to be Sharia compliant and what is not considered to be Sharia compliant. So I have a list here that I actually wrote down for you guys. So I'm gonna go over some of the areas which, uh, you know, that are not Sharia compliant. And I'm sure most Muslims are relatively familiar with this, but then I'll go into why it's a little deeper than it sounds. Right. So some of the industries are, you know, alcohol, gambling, weapons, uh, tobacco, adult entertainment, pork products, highly leveraged businesses, interest based businesses and then music, cinema and broadcasting. So if you ask, uh, most Muslims are relatively familiar with these terms, but it does go a little more into detail than just that. So another thing we look at is a certain ratios for a company that they have to meet to, in order to be Sharia compliant. And all these ratios are determined by IOFI, which is the, uh, the scholarly group, which I mentioned earlier. So one of the main ratios they have to meet is that a company's debt to market cap has to be less than 30%. And what that kind of means is that a company can, if they take on more than 30% of their company's debt, we can't take them on because they're not Sharia compliant. So that's number one. The second thing is that a company's cash and accounts receivable have to be under 30% as well. So same kind of concept, but just applies to cash and accounts receivable. 
And the final thing is 95% of a company's revenue has to come from Sharia compliant activities. Like the ones I mentioned earlier, those would not be Sharia compliant activities. So that's kind of where we draw the line as into what companies we invest in versus don't invest in. And we go through a screening process every month. We have a portfolio management team that does this. And uh, they go through it every month to kind of de determine, you know, which in, which stocks and which ETFs, all that kind of stuff are Sharia compliant versus not Sharia compliant. And, and uh, you mentioned debt. Uh, so the companies that have uh, how much debt you were saying that uh, that would not make it compliant? It would have to. So it's a ratio. So if it's if it, the debt to market cap, so that's the overall equity of the company yeah, is, yeah. is over 30 percent. Got it. It would not be Sharia compliant. And that's kind of where we specialize, right? So when we obviously are a licensed portfolio manager, uh, that's what our company does. So when we're managing, you know, our clients' investments, we go through the screening process every month to make sure all the investments are, com are completely purified in this sense. Got it. And and to date, uh, as far as I know, you you have 30, 300 million under management for the United States and uh, just getting going in, in Canada. And uh, you have several million dollars under management in Canada. And uh, the designation to uh, uh, have investors from Canada and internationally in Sharia Portfolio uh, Canada. Yes. Yeah, so actually, the so Sharia Portfolio, a little more origin here, it kind of started in, in the United States by our CEO, Noshad, right? And, you know, it was doing really well in the States. And then they were primarily taking clients on just from the States. And then we saw that the demand for our product was, you know, was, was really big. So then we transitioned to Canada and we opened up a parent company, Sharia Portfolio Canada. So Sharia Portfolio Canada takes on Canadian clients, but at Sharia Portfolio Canada, we can take on most international clients as well. So that's kind of one of the benefits that Sharia Portfolio Canada has is that, you know, just because you're not in Canada doesn't mean that you're not able to, you know, take part in what we're doing. And that's one of the main benefits we have. So, yeah. And one of the powerful things that you said in our previous call was even in the pandemic year, uh, the returns for uh, Sharia portfolio uh, were were uh, were significant. So please talk about your historical annual rate of return and uh, the pandemic year and uh, where we're at right now. Absolutely, and it's a great question. So one of the main uh, one of the main comments we get, you know, is you know if we're when we do you know halal investing, you know, it takes away a lot of the companies that we can invest in because we have to go through a screening process. Right. So a lot of people, you know, when we're having conversations, they have questions in terms of, OK, but would my returns be affected by, you know, the less amount of companies that you guys can invest in? And I mean, the answer from historically from our last, you know, how long, how long we've been open is no, because if you look at one of our primary ETFs, and I'm sure we'll go into more detail about kind of what ETF is later on, but our ETF, uh, it trails the S&P 500 and the ticker symbol is SBUS. So our ETF, uh, it originated in, I think, December 2019, sometime, in, sometime around then. So from then to now, uh, we are beating the S&P 500 by around 6.5 to 7% uh, over that time span. So this concept that, you know, Sharia compliant investing comes at a performance, you know, it's performance adjusted might not entirely be true. But I also did want to, I did want to say at the beginning that everything you said here today is not financial advice. It's just kind of my opinion on things, just so we're, <laughs> so we're clear about that as well, right? But yeah, so far, you know, it's been, it's been really well. And, uh, and yeah. 
And, and please explain what an ETF is. And, uh, and actually, one of the previous conversations I had with Noshad, he was invited to the New York Stock Exchange to ring the bell on uh, Sharia Portfolio's uh, ETF. So explain what exactly that is and what, what the, the benefits, the pros and cons. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Noshad did, I think, do that back in uh, back last year sometime. But an ETF uh, for your new newer investors, let, let's start with the stock first, because I can kind of move on to the ETF that way. So a stock, if, if you aren't familiar, is, you know, what you're doing is you're buying ownership into a company. When you buy a stock, you're pretty much, you're, you're a part owner of a company, right? So what an ETF does is it allows you to diversify your portfolio by investing in numerous different companies. So the best example I can give you is, you know, if you're buying you know, instead of buying one stock, you're buying a basket of stocks. So when you buy an ETF, you know, 10% of that ETF could be, and this is just an example, you know, Apple stock or Microsoft stock, and you're kind of dividing up the stocks and you're kind of buying a basket of securities. So it, it really helps you to diversify your portfolio and not be kind of limited to just one or two companies. And it gives you exposure to a bunch of different companies. And it also like, limits your risk in a sense, right? Because you are diversified. And in terms of the, uh, the, the because uh, there's Muslims, but there's also non-Muslims that have, uh, uh, they're looking at performance for Sharia compliant uh, uh, companies and investment companies, and they're seeing the rate of returns that we discussed earlier. So let's talk about the broader community beyond the Muslim community as investors and uh, financial institutions that are behind Sharia compliant uh, investments. Yeah. So, you know, another thing we get a lot is, you know, if I'm, I'm not Muslim, can I still invest? And the answer is absolutely you can, right? Because, you know, yeah, our, our target market ideally, I mean, is Muslims, but we're, you know, we, we have non-Muslim clients as well. And, um, and yeah, I think it's a great thing, you know, because at the end of the day, the performance is also really important. And if, uh, you know, investing in companies with less debt could have, you know, benefits as well. So we're not just limited to, you know, one criteria. If you are non-Muslim as well, we're happy to have a conversation and, you know, help you out as well. So uh, another word for Sharia compliant could be ethical invest investing. Absolutely. So, so those that have a certain ethic, whether they're, they're Muslim or not Muslim, they, they, they look at these, uh, companies like alcohol companies or pornography companies or, or credit uh, uh, companies, and they're looking at it from a religious lens or an ethical lens. And so would, would it be fair to say that these are like ethical investments for even Christian investors, Jewish investors, other religions that want to have an ethical footprint in their investment? Absolutely. And, and, you know, our, our main mission or goal is that, you know, we want to provide investment solutions that are professionally managed uh, to help people honor their personal values. So, you know, these personal values could apply to anyone, like you mentioned, the Christian community, the Jewish community, doesn't really matter. So, I mean, yeah, an ethical investment is, is a great way to describe it as well for, you know, non-Muslims as well. So, yeah. and, and if you could kind of relate, like maybe, can you name some of the companies that, that like famous companies that would be Sharia compliant that, that are household? Absolutely, 100%. So I'm, I'm just going to read some of our ETF at the moment, right? So at, at this point in time, uh, some big companies that we do currently invest in from our ETF, SPUS, uh, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, Tesla, Johnson & Johnson, you know, the vaccine just came out as well, uh, the Home Depot. Those are some of the bigger companies that we currently do have. And the good thing about kind of what we're doing is that we go through a screening process every month, right? So let's say, for example, this month, 
a company is Sharia compliant. Next month, we might you know, go through it and they might not be Sharia compliant if we go through all the screening processes. And then we would adjust the ETFs and adjust our strategy accordingly to meet the Sharia compliant guidelines. And do you find that, uh, in, like what are the biggest concerns Muslims may have about investing uh, in Sharia compliant uh, companies? What, what are the common concerns that you get or, 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 or issues that come up in the process of people contemplating investing in Sharia portfolio? Yes, yeah, so I think one of the main ones is the performance, like I mentioned earlier, right? Because when you have less stocks to invest in or less, you know, ETFs or you know, options to invest in, people, people have this conception that it's gonna to lead to worse performance. And the second thing is not a lot of people are familiar with kind of, you know, halal investing and what that kind of represents. So, you know, kind of like this conversation we're having, you know, we have these conversations with our clients and we go over kind of, you know, the risk, the return, everything to kind of build the perfect portfolio for them. And we, we look at, you know, a client's objectives and the risk tolerance to kind of come up with a financial plan to help them, you know, succeed for their financial goals. So give me an example. Is there a minimum uh, to invest? Is there, uh, what, are, what are the processes in which, uh, uh, in terms of investor uh, compliance uh, in order for you to take on clients? Yeah. So, you know, you can, you know, you don't, there's this also another misconception where, you know, you need a lot of money to start and that's not the case. You know, you can start with as low as a thousand dollars. That's part of our express program. Right. And our express program is where we kind of, you know, find the right ETFs for you. So we have three primary ETFs, like I mentioned earlier, SPUS is the main one. Uh, we have another one, which is SPSK and SPRE, right? So those are the three ones. So what we do is we kind of find the best you know, fit for you in terms of diversifying between ETFs based on kind of your risk tolerance, right? So it could be a growth portfolio, moderate. And, you know, we have these conversations with our clients to kind of determine which is the best for them. If you want more of a, you know, a high-end service where, you know, you're working with a direct portfolio manager and obviously myself as well, uh, that's the access program where the minimum is about $100,000. And that's kind of where, you know, our funds are actively managed by our portfolio management team. And uh, they, they're pretty much actively doing everything in terms of, you know, finding areas in the market which they believe are undervalued, and they're buying individual stocks along with ETFs. And uh, I think you mentioned that the rate of return last year, what was the number? So, so giving that uh, hypothetical number of $100,000 invested yeah. in the 2020, what was that annualized rate of return? Yeah, so for our growth, growth model portfolio, uh, the 2020 returns came to about 33.59%. That was for the growth portfolio. Uh, for the moderate for 2020, the model moderate portfolio was about 22.76%. And for the income portfolio, the model income, it was about 8.72%. So, you know, I think it was a really great year in terms of, you know, our company and our, I think our clients were relatively happy as well. So, yeah. And for the growth portfolio, does that maybe explain what that means, the growth portfolio? Yeah, so the growth portfolio means, you know, it's when we when we first speak to a client, we do a risk assessment to kind of find out, you know, what their long-term objectives are and how much risk they're willing to take, right? So our portfolio manager comes up with a, you know, a plan to kind of put you in a portfolio, which is, you know, best suited for you. And for the access clients, it can be customizable as well. So one of the strategies we use is a core satellite approach. So a core satellite approach is where we, you know, the major not the majority, but a certain portion 
of your funds are in ETFs, and then the remaining portion are in stocks. So if you're in a growth portfolio, there's going to be more of an allocation to stocks and less of an allocation to ETFs. Whereas if you're more of an income in a conservative portfolio, it's the other way around. You're more in ETFs and a little bit less in stocks. So the more the more risk you're willing to take, the more we in, we invest in individual equities, which are fully managed by our portfolio management team. Got it. And and now we talked about planning for retirement and tax savings, uh, reducing taxable income. Let's go into that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the great things about Canada is, you know, we have a bunch of different accounts and a bunch of different you know types of investments where you can kind of plan for your future. So in terms of retirement, you know, one of the main accounts that, that we offer or that, you know, is offered widely across Canada is the RSP. So that's a way to kind of, you know, reduce your taxable income and save for retirement, you know, because the last thing you want is, you know, you want to get to 55, 60, whatever that age may be, you want to retire and you haven't saved up anything and then you're kind of struggling. So one of our main things is we want to help you. And one thing we use really often is we want you to work because you want to, not because you have to. So that's one of the main things with retirement. And for tax, there's also a bunch of, you know, accounts that you know help you with taxation in terms of like the tfsa where your money grows tax-free and the government gives you a certain allocation to that account every year from the time you turn 18. and what is that amount roughly uh it's roughly between five and six thousand uh the, the number does change year to year but as of last year it was six thousand got it and uh and basically there are portends because we've been in a bull market for quite a while and uh, so the pandemic other economic factors may come either a cyclical whether it's 2008 or you know the certain elements that that could come into play that that there could be a sharp economic uh, downturn what what is the risk mitigation there yeah so our our portfolio management team you know when we do create you know a, a a IPS for our clients, we go over, you know, the risk involved as well. So our portfolio management, what they do is they show you kind of, you know, in a bull market, what's expected in a regular market in a bear market. And that's the way we mitigate risk is by using the core satellite approach, right? Because the ETF is ETFs are there to kind of trail the S&P 500 and to give you that market return. And the alpha is predominantly, you know, from the equities. So that's kind of how we mitigate risks. And obviously our portfolio management team is also, you know, using tactical asset allocation to kind of find undervalued securities in the short term and the long term. So with companies like Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett or uh, Ray Dalio and his organic Bridgewater and, uh, and, uh, uh, Bill Ackman and these type of investors, do you have any comparables with them or, or they're, they're kind of, they don't have any of these guidelines per se. And how would you stack up Sharia portfolio to performance of some of these famous investors? Yeah, I mean, we haven't looked into the specific like comparison versus investors. We, we're really focused on kind of our own portfolio at the moment and kind of just growing that as well as possible. And I mean, if you compare it to the S&P 500, which is the general market, and that's one of the benchmarks that most people kind of look at, I think our portfolios have really performed well in comparison to those. So that's kind of our baseline at the moment. So I think, you know, we've been doing a great job and, you know, hoping for the best, I mean, going forward as well, so. And have, have any of these, uh, like you talked about Fidelity and other institutions that are that are getting uh, involved with uh, compliant investments, can you name off any other uh, major organizations that, that are also um, focused in this area? 
Yeah, so there are a couple of different companies, but the, the main thing to note is that we're in Canada, we're the only licensed portfolio manager that is, you know, dedicated to halal investments. So right now, you know, we are trying to seize the market as best as possible. And, uh, and yeah, so currently we're the only licensed one, but there are other, you know, halal options out there. Uh, but primarily it's just us at the moment. And when you mean licensed, maybe explain what that means compared to unlicensed. Yeah, so licensed means that we're licensed with the Ontario Securities Commission, meaning it's the Ontario Securities Commission is similar to kind of what the SEC would be in the States in that concept. So there's a bunch of, you know, legislation and paperwork we have to go through to kind of be fully licensed by them. And there's a lot of requirements we have to meet in terms of, you know, paperwork, documentation, all that kind of stuff. And so for all of Canada, you're in essence, Sharia portfolio is the only licensed. Uh, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So. Now, uh, business accounts, corporate accounts, uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, so we can take, you know, all business accounts, endowments, all that kind of different stuff as well. It's not just strictly for, you know, personal accounts or, you know, personal savings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, we, we do have business accounts at Shuri Portfolio Canada. And if anyone, you know, has a business and has, you know, goals for that business to grow or plans on starting a business, that's something we can really help you out with to kind of help you grow in the long term. Okay, so so walk me through that, like, uh, like uh, in, in terms of uh, how that would work. Okay, give, give me a hypothetical situation. Yeah, so if you want a hypothetical situation, let's say uh, let's say you had a business, right? And let's say you had a hundred thousand dollars just sitting, and let's say you wanted to make you wanted to grow that business over the long term. Now, instead of keeping a hundred thousand dollars just sitting in the account, you know, you could invest that money, you know, potentially with us or with someone else, depending on whatever is best for you. And you can grow those funds over the long term to the point where, you know, when you are looking to make another investment in your business, if you put a hundred thousand, it might be 110 now, right. Instead of just sitting at a hundred. And one thing I really wanted to, you know, reiterate was the time value of money. And it's a really important concept because if you look historically, inflation is about two to 3% a year, right? So if you, let's say have a hundred thousand dollars, and you're just sitting on it and it's not growing at all, you're, you're technically losing money, right? Because it's not growing at the rate of inflation. Whereas if you do invest it, you know, $100,000 is not worth, it's not worth the same now as it will be in a year. So that's kind of where, you know, the growth comes in to kind of, you know, help you kind of grow with inflation and to help grow over the long term. Got it. And Sharia compliant, of course. And I think <laughs> that's the main thing, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, are, hesitant because they view the market as potentially risky uh, and so they may look at other assets like real estate and what have you but uh again that that's part of our our faith is risk and uh and and one of the main things is you know of course you know there's there's risk associated with any type of investment anything at all right and if you look at the the market historically over the last 90 years right the average rate of return from the S&P 500 is about 9.8% Right. So you that that kind of tells you all you need to know. Right. Like yeah. the market historically has been going one way and, you know, we're hoping for the same as well. Right. Got it. And so now the types of accounts, the TF, the TFSA, the RSP, the RESP, let's talk about those individual uh, accounts. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go over the TFSA first. So the TFSA is a, a tax free savings account. So the government, from the time you turn 18, it's for all Canadian citizens, um, from the time you turn 18, you get to put a certain amount every, every year into that account if you choose to do so. And anything you grow in that account grows tax-free. 
So for example, let's say you put in, your limit is 10,000, but you put in six, right? And you grow the 6,000 to 7,000. If you were in a regular investment account, you know, that, that 1,000 you made would be subject to tax if it's realized gains, right? Whereas in the TFSA, the 1,000 you made, is, it's growing tax-free. So you don't have to pay any taxes on that. So that's the main benefit of the TFSA, right? It's to grow your money tax-free because you have this limit that the government gives you every year and it does carry over year from year if you don't use it, right? So let's say you're 24 and you have, let's say five years of, you haven't used it, um, you would have around 25 to 30, somewhere in that range, right? That you could put in, that you could put in. Absolutely, yeah. So you, and it, again, and then when you turn 25, you'll get another, you know, 6,000 and so on and so on. And so, how many years does that go for? It just keeps going. <laughs> okay. It's, it's from the time you turn 18, right? From the yeah. And it's only for Canadian citizens though. So if you're international, unfortunately, you know, sorry. <laughs> got it. And uh, so I've got kids that are about to turn 18. So that's, uh, that's something that could uh, long-term preparation for them. Exactly. And it's, and it's a great thing to get started because, you know, understanding your personal finances, I think it's a really underrated concept that, you know, it's, it's very important to grasp because if you learn it at an early age, you know, when you turn, when you get older, you know, you're really in control of your finances and you know how, like what a credit card is and all that kind of stuff and how to manage your money. Right. So that's one of the main things, you know, we're trying to educate as well. So. Absolutely. And uh, let's talk about the RSPs. Yeah. So the RSP is a retirement savings account, right? So the point of the RSP is that you can put a portion of your income um, every year towards the RSP and it reduces your taxable income, right? So there is a cap on it, but for example, you know, let's say you make 100,000 and you get to put 18%, right? So 18% of 100,000 is about 18,000. There's hypothetical numbers, let's just go with it, right? <laughs> so you put 18,000 into your RSP and now you're gonna be taxed on 82, not on 100. So it reduces your taxable income and the tax bracket you're in as well. And that's the main benefit of it, right? You're not getting taxed on it now, you'll get taxed on it when you, when you take it out when you retire. So it's a, it's a really good way to grow your money tax-free as well. And, uh, and yeah, that's the RSP. But speaking of kids, we should talk about the RESP next as well. I think that's one of the most exciting ones. Right. So for the RESP, it's an education savings account to, for your, you know, to help your kids uh, when they go to university or if they choose to go to school after that. And it's a way where you get to put money and the government gives you a contribution based on what you put in to a certain amount every year. So I believe for it's every 2,500 you put in a year, uh, they give you about 500 and that, you know, that's going to grow over time and then they can take it out when, you know, they turn, uh, when it's time for them to go to school. So. Got it. That's awesome. Uh, we did do that. Um, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And, and for non-registered cash accounts. Yeah. So a non-registered cash account is just a regular investment account. Uh, this is the primary use for most of our international clients. It's just a way to, you know, invest your funds and then to help it grow over the long term. Got it. And, uh, and so in terms of, uh, you know, the types of uh, clients, right there, there's, there's, there's young clients that could be just starting out, maybe students, university, just out of university. Uh, then there's people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, obviously, the, the range of, of people to invest at the different stages of their life. Um, and, and so, again, $100,000 is when you have a personal portfolio manager. And uh, so talk about how 
as a portfolio manager, somebody that has a higher net worth that is looking for that kind of growth, what what would uh, what kind of service that you can provide in that regard? Yeah, so when you come onto the access service, you're working one-on-one with a personal portfolio manager, his name's Nadim for us, and, and myself as well, right? And we come up with a financial plan for you to based on kind of your objectives and your goals and also your risk tolerance. So we understand that you know people are gonna have you know different willingness to take risks, right? Some people you know are more inclined to take risks and some people are less inclined to take risks. So we build a portfolio that is you know ideal and tailor-made for you. So we, so we can help you achieve your goals, right? Because like at the end of the day, we want you to you know, be as satisfied as possible and, and be able to sleep at night. That's the main thing, right? So when, you, you know, when we do everything for you, we've taken the kind of the stress off you and we manage everything on our end. That's why we're a discretionary licensed portfolio manager. Got it. And, uh, and so let's talk about the basics of diversification. Yeah. Yeah, so diversification is probably one of the most important concepts in investing. So diversification is where you're kind of spreading out your investments over different, you know, different groups. So for example, you know, let's say someone were to just invest in a single, in a single company or single stock. In that case, you know, let's say a company reports bad results or maybe they have a bad quarter and the stock dips in price. Now your entire portfolio has kind of fallen, right? And that's not a situation you ever want to be in. You don't want to ever kind of put all your eggs into one basket. So what we do, and we really encourage, is diversification. So we spread your, we spread the funds out over different, you know, asset classes and groups. Like I mentioned earlier, we have SBUS, which is our private equity fund, uh, SBSK, which is a Kook fund, uh, SPRE, which is a real estate fund, and then also individual securities by our portfolio management team. So one of the main benefits of diversification is just risk management, right? It reduces the level of risk. And I think that's the main thing. You don't want to put everything in just one basket, like I mentioned earlier. And, and let's talk about the real estate. Um, uh, as we're, uh, uh, for the most part, we've spoken about securities. Let's talk about real estate and, and how Shreya Portfolio's real estate product works. Yeah, so our SBRE is a real estate investment trust. And the way it works is we understand that, you know, a lot of people, um, they don't, they might not have the, the capability to go and just, if they wanted to invest in real estate, uh, just go buy a property, right? Because it's, especially with the Vancouver market now, right? Like, it's almost impossible, right? So, you know, another, the SBRE or the Real Estate Investment Trust is an indirect way to invest in real estate. So the general concept of how it works is that, you know, it's a bunch of real estate properties and then the income that comes from the real estate you know, from the rental income and all that kind of stuff, it comes and it comes to investors who have the SBRE. At its most basic form, that's kind of how it works. But you know, if anyone does have any questions, you can always give me a call. We can talk in more detail. I love talking about this kind of stuff. So, and 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 the best way to get a hold of you, Shamil, and and maybe walk through what a client can look forward to, uh, kind of working with you uh, as a portfolio advisor, and and the best way they can communicate with you. Yeah, so the best way to communicate with me would be via phone or email. Uh, you can reach me at 604-644-5065 or at Shamil, S-H-A-I-M-I-L, I can spell my name there, at shariaportfolio.ca. And uh, yeah, so we, we do free initial consultations where we kind of go over, you know, your risk objectives, uh, oh, sorry, you're just your, your objectives and your risk tolerance and kind of, you know, we'll talk about your financial goals and see if we can help you in any way. 
and then we can go over the different types of portfolios we have and see if there's the right fit for you. And you can also check us, check our website out at shuriaportfolio.ca. And, you know, you can book an appointment with myself directly on there or just give me a call or shoot me an email. And in terms of the accounts, uh, do you typically issue uh, monthly accounts? Like just, just like in terms of statements and... Uh, yeah, so yeah, for all of our accounts, we do have, pay, we have the option of, we are partnered with Fidelity Investment. So your accounts are held there and we manage it through there. So uh, yeah, so you can get paper statements or paperless and they're, they're monthly. So it's completely up to you, whatever you prefer. Uh, if you wanna save, if you wanna save the environment, I guess paperless would be the way to go. <laughs> And uh, for the environment, uh, uh, Sharia compliant and also in environmental issues, I know there are ethical investments uh, based on environmental impact. Is there a consideration on environmental impact with Sharia portfolio? Yeah, we de our portfolio management definitely looks into that as well. We kind of take all the factors into account. And, you know, like you did mention, you know, Sharia, Sharia compliance investing is, uh, is another kind of word for ethical investing. And that's kind of what we're going for here, right? So, yeah, our portfolio management team does definitely look into that as well. And uh, an idea that's coming to me is uh, workshops for youth to educate on financial management and, and university students and, uh, and also professionals. So that could be something we could potentially collaborate on uh, because it is uh, an education because at the moment, uh, you know, in Vancouver is known for uh, penny stocks and that type of investment. <laughs> the polar opposite of, of, of Sharia portfolio. So I think a lot of people, uh, at least here in Vancouver, and they have that appetite for, for that type of investing, which is completely counter to Sharia portfolio, which is uh, looking to invest in value and, and ethical investments. Exactly. Yeah. We, we look at more, you know, value investing and fundamentals. And yeah, I mean, we're happy to set up a workshop as well. You know, one of the main things we like to do is you know, kind of educate people and kind of, you know, show them what Sharia compliant investing is and kind of just spread the word, you know, to everyone. So that's kind of our goal at the moment. So yeah, if you're definitely looking to set something up for you as well, going forward. Absolutely. And and Canada, we have about 2 million Muslims, roughly. Yeah. Uh, Ontario, having the largest population, Quebec, and then Alberta and BC, 100,000, 150,000 Muslims. And so uh, in terms of uh, kind of the goals for Sharia portfolio, because the American uh, Sharia portfolio has, has grown considerably. So let's talk about goals of, uh, you know, the other provinces and the, 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 the short term, midterm, long term goals for Sharia portfolio. Yeah, I think one of the main <clears throat> one of the main goals at the moment is we are licensed in B.C., Alberta, Ontario, and Manitoba. So we're definitely looking at, you know, hopefully, you know, spreading that out between all of Canada. So that's one of the main goals we have. And also, you know, just building up our, you know, client base is one of the main things as well, because we want to spread the word of, you know, Sharia compliant investing and kind of help everyone, you know, follow their values and honor their values if they choose to do so. So I would say that's the main goal, just spreading the word, kind of educating and, you know, helping people, you know, financially plan for their future, because it's really important to set yourself up for a better future, because you're going to thank your old self, right? So those are the main goals we have currently. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Shamil, this has been a great discussion. Uh, I, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, uh, continue working with you and uh, spreading the good word, because uh, financial management, especially according to Islamic principles, is, is crucial. And uh, and just just one other aspect like zakat and sadaka and these type of items, um, are there kind of elements of that um, Sharia portfolio recommends uh, in terms of? Yeah, yeah, of course. 
So there's a couple of different things. It's, it's really great that you mentioned that. So if you go on our website, uh, shariaportfolio.ca, we do actually have a zakat calculator on there. So you can, you can calculate your zakat on there uh, whenever you like. Uh, we do also have an app coming out, hopefully within the next month or two. That's kind of the tentative plan. And the app is going to be really useful to kind of monitor your investments on a day-to-day -day -day basis. And as for, you know, I did mention earlier that 95% of a company's revenue sources do come from Sharia compliant activities. That's one of the guidelines that we have to meet. Uh, but for the remaining 5%, we actually could, we can give you, or we do give most of our clients at the end of the year, the non-permissible income percentage that you made from the non-compliant activities. And if they choose to donate that, they can choose to do so. So we do provide that option as well. If you want to stay 100% Sharia compliant. Got it. Fantastic. And, and now the other item is cryptocurrencies. And that is like, you know, with Bitcoin going through the roof, Ethereum, and it is almost like a new economy. It's a new uh, kind of uh, way. Like, or I think uh, Elon Musk could put in 1.5 billion into uh, Bitcoin. So uh, let's talk about that. Is there anything uh, from Sharia Portfolio that, uh, that uh, has cryptocurrencies? Is that something that uh, Sharia Portfolio uh, is interested in? Yeah. So, you know, our portfolio management team uh, meets on a weekly basis and they, they do talk about, you know, the, obviously crypto is such a, such a hot topic right now in the markets as well. Currently, no, we're not really investing in crypto, but from, you know, my talks with our portfolio management team, you know, I've seen that, you know, it's, it's something we're looking into and maybe, you know, over the next couple of months, we'll, we, we may get into it a little bit, but I would say that, you know, if we were to get into it from speaking to Nadim, our, our main portfolio manager, I don't think we would allocate a big portion of it just because of the risk attached. It would be probably, you know, 5% or less. So, but, you know, it's always good to diversify and it's definitely always something we're looking into and we're always looking for, you know, more opportunities to, you know, better our clients, you know, long-term. And there are um, uh, portfolios that invest in other countries, and uh, whether it's China, India, Europe, or is is Sharia portfolio North American focused? S and strictly right now, we look at mainly Canadian stocks and American stocks. Our ETFs are all on the on the New York Stock Exchange, the American market. But currently, it's just these two. Who knows? Maybe down the line, maybe we look at different countries as well. But at the moment, it's just these two for Sharia portfolio Canada. Got it. Well, thank you, Shamil. Um, again, shariaportfolio.ca, Sharia Portfolio Canada, and Shamil Devji, who's the portfolio advisor, and uh, and and definitely in good hands uh, to uh, to have a discussion and uh, make the investment because the organization has a great track record and uh, and can uh, again with people's ethical as well as Sharia compliant objectives. Uh, I, I'm impressed with what you guys have done. So thank you again, Shamil, and uh, looking forward to connecting soon on uh, other initiatives. Absolutely. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you so much for your time.